I am so stinking excited because today we are talking with Melanie, who went from copywriting expert to systems expert and is scaling to $7,000 months after working in corporate for 20 years. Y'all are not going to want to miss this episode, so let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Surf Scale Store family. I am so stinking excited today because I have one of our Surf Scale Store members, Melanie, here. And I love talking to people who are not doing like advertising or social media management or things like that. And they're scaling their business because one of the biggest things I know is people say, well, unless I'm helping people like with ads or something like that, I can't scale my business. And if you've listened to the show, you know, that's not true. And I'm super excited to have our guest today also break down those belief barriers. So tell us who you are as a person and about your business. All right. Hey, Brandy. Uh, my name is Melanie Tenori. So as a person, I am a mom. I have two kids, a son and a daughter. They're both teenagers. I'm a wife. I have also two dogs and a cat. And we're all kind of um, packed into this little Florida bungalow here in St. Pete. It's getting tight. You know, the kids keep getting bigger. And then we added another dog. And I'm like, what was I thinking? But uh, it's all good. Uh, I have been like a project manager for years and years. I actually, you know, did the whole corporate workforce for nearly 20 years. Well, I actually have a degree, just a little side note in like elementary ed. So I taught kindergarten for all of like a year and three months. (laughs) I was like, nope, (laughs) wrong fit there. So I went into healthcare um, IT and then spent years project managing, managing, implementing systems around the time of the pandemic. I, like a lot of people, started kind of branching out. Like, it wasn't even, I didn't think that I was going to lose my job. I just thought I'm kind of bored because I was in a consulting firm and our projects were a lot of them put on hold. And so I started doing some side work, copywriting. And that eventually led me to where I am now with my business where that I do full time. So I started as copywriting, but now I do system implementation. I kind of went back to my roots of project management, system implementation, and some business coaching for people who are trying to do it themselves. Ah, I love so much about this. So one fun thing that I think is so interesting about this online space is that we can meet people that are across the globe from us. And then we can meet people that are like right in our backyard. (laughs) So Melanie and I were just talking about how we're only about 40 minutes away and we have so many Florida people. So we're definitely going to have to do a serve skill store meetup with all of our Florida people. That would be super fun. We totally should. Yes, we will. And then uh, going through this, I love that one, you know, you tried out teaching, then you were in corporate for, you said 20 years, right? Pushing 20. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, the I had another little break in there. I might tell you about if it's appropriate later, but yeah. <laughs> yep. And then we get to the pandemic and it wasn't even about losing your job, but it just started like your brain started just churning to say like, mm-hmm. what else is out there? And I think this is really interesting. One thing we've seen with the pandemic is 
it opened up this door of opportunity to people that people weren't aware of before. And it's so crazy how like something that has nothing to do with the workforce, like yours wasn't even about losing your job or anything, Mm -hmm. but it just got people thinking and seeing a bigger picture. And so even though this has been a rough two years, I'm not taking Mm -hmm. that away from anyone, but it's also been like such an awakening time for us too. Right. Right. People to like debunk the norm. And so, especially in the workforce. So Tell me, how did you know this was a possibility to start helping other people do this? Yeah. So like I said, you know, I had some extra time on my hands and even just like outside of my work day, you know, we were all at home and I think, you know, one of my sisters was starting her, she's a physician and she has her own lifestyle medicine practice. And so I was helping her do like maybe some web copy and some emails and stuff. And then of course, was like, huh, people actually pay for me to write for them, you know? And so I started doing it kind of on the side for some local businesses. I just started cold pitching people and it worked like through email, you know? And, um, but then, and, you know, I said it wasn't about losing my job. Interestingly enough, like nine months into the pandemic, I did lose my job. But by that point I had, been doing this work on the side, really enjoying it. And so, you know, this shock of, oh my gosh, I just got laid off very quickly morphed into my husband's reaction was, you know, kind of like, oh yeah, that sucks. But you kind of want to be working for yourself anyway, don't you? (laughs) You know, like he knew that it was there probably before I did. And I was like, well, yeah, but I kind of thought like maybe two years from now, I'd And he's like, do it now, you know, like just do it because it was like that nudge I needed to like go all in. Right. And so then as I started looking at scaling and what I really want, I mean, I think very few of us like start a business on our own and then keep it exactly what it was when we start. Right. It evolves and we find our groove and we find our zone of genius. And so, yeah, I, I just got pulled back into project management and setting up systems and helping people be more effective. And, and then, you know, I can help them edit their copy on their website if they want, but yeah. Okay. So I love so many things you said. The first I want to go back to is we shouldn't wait to be let go from our jobs or (laughs) to go on maternity leave or anything like that to be like, holy cow, I need something. And this is why I've been so intentional for the last year really is Mm -hmm. like, we need multiple revenue streams Mm -hmm. and that can look different for everyone. Of course, I teach people how to have their service bases and then a leverage program. But with yours, it was having your corporate job and your services and that's multiple revenue streams. And when one of those goes away, you had a backup. Like it wasn't like you were starting at zero. And I think that's been one of the most insightful things that I've got out of the last two years is holy cow, what do we do if one income source goes away? Like, how can we diversify our income? And like I said, it doesn't have to look like what it looks like for me. For you, it looked like corporate and then this. And now you had something to back up because you weren't even Mm -hmm. concerned about losing your job. And I Mm -hmm. think that's where a lot of us get stuck is like, we don't think this stuff can happen, but stuff always happens. Like no one planned for the pandemic, right. but like it thought? happened. And so how can we go into 2022 right now thinking like, how can I create multiple revenue streams? I think it's really important just from a business mm-hmm. security standpoint. And I love that you had a husband that like was like, do it now. Sometimes we just need that like 
we need to lose our job or we need a pandemic or something like that for us to take big action. And that's what you did. So I love that. But now I want to go back to the cold pitching because (laughs) this is amazing. It's something that I don't teach. I don't do because I spent seven years in direct sales, cold calling and cold pitching. And so I'm like, I'm not doing anymore, but we have so many people who have success with Mm -hmm. it. And so tell me, like, what does that look like to you? How did you go about it? What was your strategy? So it's not something I ever would have seen myself doing. I have no background in sales. You know, that's something that doesn't appeal to me. But as a business owner, we all are in sales, right? So I took a copywriting course online and the leader of that course, cold pitching was part of her her spiel or her, you know, her content that she teaches is, okay, as a copywriter, this is how you can get your name out there. This is how you can get new clients. And so I researched and I found businesses that I felt like I was aligned to that, you know, I'm a, I eat plant-based, right? So I reached out to some local vegan, like a restaurant, a woman business owner of a local, she owns a company that does energy bars, vegan energy bars. So I just started sending emails to these people that I found saying, you know, hey, I'm a freelance copywriter. Here's some things I noticed on your website that I'd love to help you with. I'd offer, you know, some kind of concrete feedback to never in an insulting way. I think, you know, you don't want to tell somebody, hey, I noticed your website is horrible. You just, you know, say, here's some ideas that I think would work really well for your business. And it was funny because I, it just kind of clicked like the right people it resonated with. Right. So, I got a few really solid clients. I still have, in fact, one of my monthly retainer clients is somebody that I called pitched and they're like a national plant-based physician group. So I still work with them. They're my only client that I do like social media for still, but they're great. I love them and I got them through cold pitching. So with my services now for system setup, I don't use it anymore, but it was a great way for me to get into the online space and get my like foot in the door and get some experience and and build from there. Yeah. I love this because once you get that one client, your first client, Mm -hmm. it's like a snowball effect. Like you don't have to do the same strategies that you were doing because you have got that first client and it's like, your brain's just like, okay, I can do this. Let's Mm -hmm. continue. And so I love that you said, that's how I got my foot in the door, but that's not what I'm doing now. And I also think there is this balance act because I get cold pitched a lot mm-hmm. and I get my undies in a bunch a lot <laughs> with these cold pitches because there is this balancing act of having to make sure that it's coming off in a helpful way and not mm-hmm. a criticizing way. Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that as we're talking about this is like, don't send a message and say, Hey, I noticed like five spelling errors on your website. Do you need help fixing those? Like that's not the way to do it. Or also when we send out things and say like, let me help you improve your conversions. And it's like, well, you don't know what my conversions are. You don't know those numbers. And so what are some verbiage that you would recommend to people as they're doing this and balancing, like not insulting people with like showing that you're just providing value? Yeah, I love this question because I also get cold pitched now. LinkedIn, that's like, yes. my gosh, you know, I'd love to use LinkedIn, but every time I go on there, you know, I comment and then suddenly some, and I'm sorry, but it's usually men and I get a DM from them and some of them start like, hey girl, you okay? 
<laughs> I noticed you didn't respond to my comment. You know, like what? <laughs> so don't do that. I make it about connection. So when I was cold pitching, I, like I said, I looked for, you know, starting out, I was like, okay, let me look for some vegan based businesses that I might have something in common with them. It's something that I'm passionate about. So I would approach it from a standpoint of, hey, I'm also vegan. I'm a small business owner. I'm doing copywriting. I would say also offer something concrete that you think may be a good fit for their company, right? A way that you could enhance them and and grow and help help them with some of their needs they might have as a busy business owner, but never criticize. Like you said, I don't like to say, hey, I noticed your website really could be a lot better. Like No one wants to hear that. And also on the flip side, I never would reach out and say, do you need any help with copywriting? Because that's too arbitrary. You know, like they're like, where do I start? Right. So I'd say, I love writing about me pages. If this is something that you're going to need in the future, I'd love to connect as a fellow vegan and talk about it, you know, something like that. Oh, I love that. That's such a great tip of giving like this one specific thing that you could help with. And and the other thing is not making assumptions. So Mm -hmm. with the conversion, like never say like, I want to help improve your conversion. If you don't know that person's conversion numbers, like, Mm -hmm. so making sure that it's like concrete and not assuming. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. And I know everyone's going to want to know what copyright, I think I know, but what copywriting course did you take? Oh, 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 I took, okay. So two, I took comprehensive copywriting by Filthy Rich Writer, Nikki Krasik. Okay. Okay. And then I joined Belinda Weaver's Confident Copywriting Mastermind. They were both great. They were both very different. Belinda Weaver is just like an idol of mine. I think she's adorable and I love her. So love it. I know everyone's going to ask. So you were on this copyright and then (laughs) you transitioned to systems. So what did that transition look like? It looked like working with some small business owners doing their copywriting and realizing wow, there's some other stuff they need help with that I actually do better than I do copywriting. (laughs) I I get bored pretty quickly. I think a lot of like entrepreneurs and creative minds do. So pretty quickly, I'm like, hmm, I don't want to spend my day writing about other people's businesses. But the challenge of looking at their systems and saying, oh, why aren't you using a project management tool? Or why aren't you using a CRM and automating some of this? Like, that's interesting to me and, and it's different every time. So as I started seeing a need, need with that, you know, somebody local reached out and she said, do you think you could implement ClickUp for me? I want to switch from Asana. And this was an interior designer firm. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. You know, <laughs> And then I was kind of off and running because after that, I was like, ooh, this was really fun. And it's back to what I know so well. And yeah, I just started you know, through social media, kind of making making that shift. It is different. You know, like I said, I don't cold pitch people now because you don't want to make that assumption. Like you don't know what their systems are, but it's more just getting out there and talking about it and through Facebook groups, offering some value, really using a lot of your strategies. It was around the time that I joined SurfScale Soar that I started that big transition into system setup for people. So a lot of what you taught, I kind of implemented and, and went from there. I love that. So what has been your biggest lesson on this journey of growing your business? You know, being patient and consistent, which are 
not two of the things that I find natural. I'm not patient and I'm all over the place a lot of times, but you know, your business is going to grow if you keep doing it. Right. And like I said, I think November was my highest month. October was kind of weird. It wasn't a high month at all. You know, after I'd had like a great August and September and then October was kind of like, yeah, this timing wasn't good for stuff. And then everything hit in November and it was great. Now I feel set through December. So being patient, being consistent with what you're doing. And then also, you know, I love knowing that I'm in charge of my limits and I'm in charge of where I can take my business and the potential. And that's what never aligned for me working in the corporate world. Because even if you're trying to work your way up that ladder, there's this limit, right? You're going to get that. You're going to get that 4% raise every year. And that was exhausting to me. And so being able to do this on my own now just feels like, you know, even if I have a low month, it's like, well, that's okay. I can turn this around. I'm in control of what I do with my business. So, and I think those are the two things that are so unsexy, but so necessary patience and consistency. Mm-hmm. And people only want the sexy parts of business, but like yeah. it's really the unsexy stuff that makes the biggest difference. So, being consistent, like showing up even when you can't see the results happening right then, but knowing like, you just have to be consistent. And that doesn't mean continue to do things that aren't working. It just means mm-hmm. you have to be consistent in the fact that you're going to show up. You're going to market your business. You're going to set up your systems. You're going to put yourself out there. And then the patience. And that comes with consistency. And we always say, like, we have the marketing minutes challenge inside Serve Scale Store. It's 30 days. And I say, don't expect to like have a ton of discovery calls in 30 days. You're building momentum for the 45 to 60 days because that's when everything's going to hit. It takes patience and consistency. I quote you on that for some of my clients because you're right. I mean, the work you're doing now, it's not immediate, you know? And I see people post in Serve Scale Store, like, I've been. You know, I commented on somebody's Facebook group and I haven't gotten any leads. And it's so funny because you just never know. I've had people reach out to me through DMs that they saw a comment I did weeks before and then they're ready, right? So you never know what's going on in other people's world that they might be saving that little, you know, contact and then it pays off later. Yeah. And then it's so crazy because when you have that patience and consistency, it's like, bam, when it hits, it hits like the Mm -hmm. flood doors just open up. Mm -hmm. And so, but most people aren't willing to be patient or consistent and that's when they give up on their business. Right. And so anyone who's listening, if you take one thing from today, listen to Melanie, she said, patience, consistency. That's the two things. I mean, that's incredible. So I appreciate you bringing that up. So tell me how's been the transition going from 20 years in corporate to now being your own boss. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like checking in every day, having someone <laughs> that you're accountable to, to now being like, I am my boss. I'm free lady. I can do what I want. Right. It's felt very natural. <laughs> like, oh, finally I'm doing what I want. You know, I'm supposed to be doing. I can take a nap at two in the afternoon if I want. <laughs> I love naps. I think the biggest challenge with it was just the like sudden change of income. But after we got that figured out, then there's just this excitement of like, okay, yeah, my income might be lower right now. But then like, when I look at the growth of what's happening, it's like, okay, well, it's going to be replaced and then some very shortly and that'll pay off. And then the transition, it really has just felt like I'm doing 
finally what I'm supposed to be doing. I was very like blessed or lucky. I worked for, um, you're probably familiar with Novant Healthcare in North Carolina for many years, and they let me move to Tennessee and then to New York and work remotely. So before remote work was really a thing, I was doing it. So I've always had this like level of freedom when my kids were smaller that I got to be home a lot with them. And, you know, I don't discount that. I'm very thankful and grateful. But with those opportunities of being able to work remote, I wasn't then in line for the next promotion, right? It was out of sight, out of mind. I was in support roles, learning as much as I could. But I feel like it was kind of all leading up to now. And it's like, okay, finally, get to do my thing. I love this. Okay, so tell me if you can remember, because I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this. Okay. In March, I think is when you joined us inside Surf Scale Sword. It's been about eight okay. months. So what were you making monthly before you joined us? Gosh, probably about 3000 Okay. And you just celebrated a $7,000, almost 7000 Yeah. Right there. So yeah, very well could have been seven. If we just do, gosh, I'm so bad at math, but I feel like that's over a 50% raise yeah, in right. eight it's months. More than double, yeah. Yeah. In eight months. And you just talked about yearly 4% year after year. And that's the uh-huh. crazy thing about the online space is that you can give yourself a 50% raise in eight months. Mm-hmm. Like right. so crazy. And I have to keep it in that perspective because I do of course look back at like, well, a year ago before I got laid off, I was into the six figures and you know, it's that direct deposit every two weeks. Yeah. And so, I mean, that part's been hard. I'm not going to lie. and be like, Oh, you know, that part's been hard, but Absolutely. Now it's like each month has been creeping up. And I know some businesses blow up and they're hitting those $10,000 months and then they're, you know, but in reality, that's not most people's story. And when I look at my finances and my chart and where I'm like, I'm totally trending in the right direction. I have some more things planned for the next year. So I kind of, I feel like, well, if I keep going at this rate, I am going to replace that income and some within probably the next six months or so. So. Yeah. And so what, when did you start your business? I probably got paid for my first copywriting in let's say March of 2020. Okay. But that was, you know, like I really was doing like, Oh, uh, you know, $500 here, you know, a thousand there. Yeah. Well, I mean, even that zero to 7,000 in less than two years. I mean, that's insane growth. And I don't think that's something to be taken lightly at all. And just the fact that, and then I like to look at that you were 3000 to almost 7,000 more than doubling your Mm -hmm. revenue in that time. I mean, that's significant growth and that's only going to continue to go up. Once you start hitting, I think it happens like right after Mm 6,000, we see that like, once you hit that 6,000, a bunch of belief barriers are broken. And then it's just like, and then once you hit 8400 a month, it's like mm-hmm. you're game one. Let's go. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I look forward to it. I feel like January is going to be that month. You know, like yeah. I have some irons in the fire and just, it all just starts coming together. And I'm like, you know, you get better at what you do. You do it quicker. You can serve more people. Yeah. And then I have, you know, I'm starting to think about like, okay, what are other ways I can do this? And yeah, you know, working on some other stuff. So it'll be hey. good. <laughs> I love that. A little drop of a hint there. 
Okay. So I've loved this conversation. It's been so unique to our podcast, which I so appreciate. I talk to a lot of our entrepreneurs once a month and I've truly enjoyed just a different perspective. The 20 years of corporate, the patience and consistency. We talked about the cold pitching. I mean, we've just dove into so many (laughs) topics, but before we wrap this up, I'd love to do some rapid fire if you're game for that. Yes, let's do it. Okay. What does success mean for you? Success means having some financial freedom to have fun with my family. To me, it's like money being a source of good things and stress relief instead of a a source of stress inducing, right? I love that. And what choices has your business opened up for you? I'm just so present and happy with the family. It's just a different feeling um, being able to work my own hours, choose my own clients. I have amazing clients. I make these connections with women that I work with. And it's just, you know, I'm in a good mood all day after our calls. It's, oh, it's I love great. that. That's beautiful. What's your favorite tool in your business? Mm, you know what? I'm, I would say ClickUp. I love ClickUp, but I'm loving HoneyBook right now because I finally got it all set up to what, what I wanted it to yeah. be doing. And I'm like seeing it pay off just in the time I save with it. So I'm coming on a HoneyBook bandwagon right now. We love HoneyBook. Uh I love it. Okay. So tell me eight months inside SurfScaleSoar, what is your favorite part? My favorite part are the resources in your group, meaning I can dig around and find like HoneyBook in a hurry or delighted with Dubsado. I have a client that I might be helping with some Dubsado stuff. And then, you know, all your modules from the class and then resources also being the people I've met. So, you know, I have some monthly retainer clients that I help with business management stuff that I've been connected with through your group. And then I'm an accountability pod member and leader. And that's been amazing. I have, you know, three little business besties now. So I love that. Okay. So our accountability pods are newer. So tell us mm-hmm. what, and for everyone listening, our accountability pods are inside ServeScale Soar. You come in, you can apply to be paired with people and we pair you based on revenue. And then y'all decide when you're going to meet, how often you're going to meet and everything. And it's a great, like pure mastermind type of format. So what have you loved about it? What's been like some things that you've got from it? My pod, we happen to have, there's two of us in the US, one Canadian and one woman in England. So it's really cool because we have this international group of women business owners. We're all in similar industry kind of in what we do, but who we serve is different. So there's no feelings of like competition. It's just very much brainstorming together and we kind of format it where we each give an update and some goals. And then the next time we meet, we circle back and say, okay, did you do it? Did you send the email? Did you, you know, and like really um, cheer each other on and support each other in our journeys. So it's, it's been amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Melanie, this has been so great, but I know my audience is going to want to connect with you. So where is the best place for them to just say, Hey, and give their biggest ahas. Instagram is where I'm most active. It's copy.etc. So copy, et cetera. And then copy, et cetera.com again, C-O-P-Y-E-T-C.com. 
Perfect. And we'll make sure we link up all that in the show notes for everyone. And we'll also link up a HoneyBook discount code for everyone as well. And Melanie, this has been so great. Thank you so much for sharing everything with my audience. Thank you, Brandy. I appreciate you having me on. Holy cow. That was such an amazing episode. Melanie showed us how to cold pitch email to get your foot in the door, how to use Facebook groups once you've already established yourself, Also, how you can pivot your services anytime you want from copywriting to systems or whatever that may look like, how you can have two income streams in case one of them goes away, and so much more. What an episode packed with knowledge, tips, and an incredible human being. So y'all, if you would love to meet more people like Melanie, go to brandymouse.com forward slash free and check out my free training, how to scale to consistent 10K months without a team. And you can learn more about how to join us inside the Serve Scale Soar membership. And until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the success you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.